Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. Good morning and welcome to the Liberty Never Sleeps Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Purcell. You can follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com where you can find links to us on all the social media sites, including Gab and Parlor. The show is available to subscribe to also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. Make sure to subscribe to our show on one of these services and hit the little bell button to get daily updates. Remember, for only a $2 donation, you get access to all five audio shows every week. Good morning. Happy Monday morning. Well, over the weekend, we had some fun with uh, our senile president, Ron Burgundy. I swear to God, he's senile at this point. He's making the speech and he's talking to everybody. And he's reading exactly what the teleprompter says, including the stage directions like, end of quote, continue here, pause here. And I'm, and I'm like... And I, Am I the only one who notices this? Am I? I mean, isn't there somebody in the White House that knows how to write, set up a teleprompter for a senile old man? And next to him is Vice President Harris and, and Mayorkas sitting on the other side, and they don't blink. They don't say, oh, oh, or excuse me, Mr. President, but you missed the line. I'm sorry, but maybe your vision isn't so clear. Something to cover for the guy. He's just standing up there, and they're just sitting there like this is like fucking normal. That a U.S. president can't even do a teleprompter without reading the exact lines. And nobody in the media questions it. Nobody says anything other than the other side. You know, our side says, hey, he's reading off the teleprompter literally. I remember when Michael Jackson was at the end of his life and he was wearing all kinds of makeup and prosthetic kind of devices to because his face had been had plastic surgery so much and he had changed his skin color so much it, he was permanently disfiguring himself and Howard Stern did a segment back when he was libertarian and funny and he's talking about sitting in the green room with Michael Jackson and he's, he's sitting there he sees Michael Jackson's like makeup and face falling off because the room was warm and he says am, am i the only because people were going out and talking to mr jackson and they, they were acting like it was no big deal and he's like am i the only fucking sane person left in the world the guy's face is falling off well he needs help 
It wasn't too long after that Michael Jackson turned up dead. And I'm worried about I'm I'm seriously on a human level. I'm worried about the guy. Before he speaks, he's sitting at a little mini desk and a chair. And then they go, okay, now a few words for President Biden. And he stands up and he almost falls over and he walks over to the podium. I've never seen that. I, is the Secret Service, are they aware of this? I guess they're all protecting him or protecting their own interests. And they're all just looking the other way. It's, and you know what? The party is out now Marxist. The policies that are coming out of the, the White House are, have resemble nothing like what Biden stood for for the last 40 years. They're out now Marxist. Redistribution of wealth, seizure of private property, censorship, alteration of law, constant unconstitutional executive orders that are constantly being challenged and constantly thrown back at them. And they just keep writing more of them. It's like they don't have any idea how government functions. And then when it gets tossed back, they say, well, we'll try to do an end around the Supreme Court. Well, if we don't like the decisions by the Supreme Court, we're going to try and pack the court. That's insanity. Chicago. Speaking of insanity, more people this past weekend got shot in Chicago than did last weekend at the July 4th shooting. And nobody says anything. No, nobody says, oh my God, violence is out of control in our urban centers. Nobody says, oh, you know, more people were killed. Maybe something is getting worse. They're not even saying that. They're just like, it doesn't even exist. Kids killing kids in the streets of Chicago, South Side mostly. It's insanity. And they, and they all act like, well, this is the reality. This is what we live in. Oh, you know, we got to act tough. We got to take away guns. South, South Africa. You want, you want to talk about story. I mean, last week we talked about the Highland Park Parade, right? And we said that Highland Park had strict gun control laws, some of the strictest in the country, even so much as having red flag laws and assault weapon ban in, and it didn't stop it, right? And, and it just went over everybody's head. Nobody mentioned it. Nobody wanted to talk about it. The left continued to pursue failed policy after failed. Oh, we need more laws. We need, well, well, how much more do you need, right? South Africa today, 19 people got shot in a one mass shooting. South Africa has even stricter laws than Highland Park. It takes years to get a gun in South Africa. You got to be over 21. There's all kinds of permits. They're all kind It's almost impossible to get a weapon. They had a gun surrender period in 2004 and 5. People turned in their guns. It was supposed to be a gun-free society. 19 people shot. It's not going to stop anything. And they refuse to admit it. it's like they they have a situation where they're absolutely refusing to reason with any kind of rational thought. I had a discussion on LinkedIn. Some wackadoodle was talking about some study that shows more laws are effective. That's irrelevant. I was having an argument. I said, well, how can there be more laws? Highland Park had the laws of an assault weapon ban, had the laws of uh, anyone uh, under 21 can't buy a weapon. There were ways around it. He says, well, it's because we need more laws. 
I said, more laws. Laws don't stop people from doing things. He produces a study. More laws do it. I said, I don't give a fuck what the study says. Highlight, give a, example after example exists in the United States where laws prevent, don't stop anything. Do you think people stop drinking with prohibition? Do you think people stop dealing drugs with drugs? Do you think people are going to stop shooting each other because you say you're going to have a gun law? No. We got, we got to move on. I have so many subjects today. I... It, it, it's it's getting worse out there. I'm serious. It's getting worse. The complete irrationality of the left. When I when I said to him, I said, you know, more laws are not the answer. He goes, all oh, you guys want to get rid of all laws. No, I didn't. I didn't say get rid of all laws. I said laws don't prevent crime. They're there so that society can get restitution when the law is broken. We already take what? The most severe penalty that you can for murder, life or, or execution on death row. We don't, another law is not going to be a deterrent, you moron. He just, it, it, it was like he was a robot from, from Star Trek and the smoke started to come out of his ears. You are no laws. No, I never, I never said that. I, let, let's move on. Because the stuff that's going on is just... They're out and out lying to your face, and we call them out, out of lies. It's not like it's effective. We call them out as liars, and they still do it. And it's like, the, what, I don't know what they're thinking. They, they, they keep saying, oh, it's a messaging problem. It's not. It's your policies. It's ridiculous. The president of the United States reading off a teleprompter like out of a fucking comedy movie. Another rant today. Let's talk about the jobs numbers, because they were issuing... Page after page of tweet and Facebook posts on how good the economy is and how good the jobs number. And it's a complete fucking lie. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 
These are the days where I start filling the tip jar when I swear, you know? It gets so out of control. Because it's like, I, I have always had a problem with dealing with ignorant people, stupid people, people who can't think, people who don't have common sense. I've always had a problem with that. I always get angry. I get frustrated with people. I would go out to an appointment. And I would, you know, show them all kinds of things, what they could do. And I said, at the very least, you've got a wife and three kids. You're their sole supportive income. And you have no life insurance and no plan to replace your income. If you At least let me put a $10 a month term life policy on you so that if anything happens while we're discussing anything, well, you know, you'll be at least covered. I can cover you today, right? I can issue you for 10 bucks. I can issue you a receipt and give you temporary coverage until you get it. No, I got to think about it. I want to shop around. You want to shop around for $10 a month? Yes. That I get back in the car and my head would explode. Jobs numbers. We're constantly hearing from the Biden administration. We're in a better place. We're, we're, we created 721,000 jobs since Joe Biden took office. That's a bunch of nonsense. First of all, as I've said many times, government does not create jobs. Private industry does. What government does is get out of the way of private industry to create jobs. They do not create one single job. Unless, of course, they're a government payroll. They have a spending bill, which increases the amount of people at post office fumble fingering their way through life. You constantly say, this, oh, numbers, and you can't refute it because the government statistics are right. You know, you look it up. 300,000 new jobs reported. 300,000 jobs you created. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. We are not at even the same level we were pre-COVID. Back in 2019, when, the, when they started shutting down states and getting people laid off and they had to issue the COVID relief bill, there are still companies that are spending COVID relief money to make to stay afloat. The jobs that you are quote unquote creating are simply people going back to work and we aren't even at the level that we were at. So every single job since Biden took office that he is claiming is not a created job. That's how strong the economy was under Donald Trump. He's taking credit for Trump's economy. And we're not at the same level. That's why when you go to a restaurant, you can't get anything. You can't get seated. That's why there's still empty holes on the shelves. That's why every time you call up a company, oh, we're overwhelmed. Oh, I'm sorry it takes so long. Every store that I've been to in the last couple of weeks as I've been dealing with all this stuff going on in my house, everyone had a sign in their window. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you'll have to please be patient. We don't have enough employees. Please be patient. And, you, and I, when I was in the ER, as I told you, I, when I talked about the healthcare situation that we're in, in the ER, people were sitting in the ER. Why are you here? Well, I had a sniffle and I tested positive for COVID. So I'm here and they're folding their hands behind their head. We're reading books. Nobody's going to work. Nobody's back to normal. One of the reasons why we don't have goods on the shelves is because China's got all the port workers sitting at home with a thumb up their ass saying they're COVID positive. That's why the economy is in shambles. Joe Biden and his policies clamping down, interfering with the private economy. He is supplanting a private industry economy with a planned economy. And that's why he is constantly saying, well, if we had passed Bill Back better, uh, everyone would be back to work. He's basically holding the American private company and private industry hostage. 
because there would have been huge payouts. And there are companies now that are still receiving COVID money in order to stay afloat because they don't have the business. And we're now entering a second quarter of negative GDP or zero GDP growth. That is a recession. That is not building back better. That's why everything's screwed up because the government has seized every fucking industry with all kinds of regulations. There's a reason why stuffed goods are not coming from California to the rest of the country. They're sitting in ports still. There aren't enough people because everyone's sitting home with a white stick that says they can't go to work. And there are no job creations. Target's laying off people. Tesla said they be Elon Musk himself. We'll talk about next. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to lay off people. I got a recession coming. I can't afford this. People aren't buying the electric cars. And even when they are, they're not producing them any. They've got a list over at Ford of the new F-150 electric truck. They've got a list of 22,000 people who want the truck, which isn't a large number when you think about it. There's 315 some odd million people in this country and you only got 22,000 for this hot new truck. And then you know how many they're building? 12 a day. Well, at that rate, we should have it done in about, oh, a thousand years. When Henry Ford had a demand for his Model T, he was producing them so fast, he decided to only paint them in one color. This is our economy. This is Joe Biden. He's in a, and everybody knows it. He's in an all-time approval, low approval rate. No American president has ever had an approval rate lower than this. I think he's in the 20s. He might be at 33 in some polls. And, and you know as well as I do, those polls are slanted heavily Democrat because they're constantly calling into cities where everyone lives. And who's, who lives in the cities? Urban dwellers who vote Democrat. And they're, they're, I'm sure that there are still people out there that support him. I have no doubt about it. I don't think they're ever going to get rid of 20 some odd percent. I ran across one the other day. I, I posted it was on our, our Friday show, I, uh, a private show. I ran into a, uh, a sure, I assure you, it was a Biden vote. It was a story I told you. I put it out as a best of because it was such a, a ridiculous story. That's the BS they're telling you on jobs. The economy's in the shit. Jobs are in the shit. People's wages are not increasing to, to uh, match inflation. Pound of bacon's like 10, 15 bucks. Pot roast, a hundred and something. I saw at the supermarket. I went shopping this weekend. It's ridiculous. Everything's getting more expensive and better yet, smaller. You notice the boxes are getting smaller? The amount of stuff in each box is... Check it out. I told you the other day, I went to buy a bag of ice, 10 pound... It's been a 10 pound bag of ice for as long as I can remember. You know how much it was? Seven pounds. Still the same price, but it's seven pounds. I go, what the hell am I gonna do with seven pound box? You know how much seven pounds of ice is? It's like half a freezer shelf. You can't throw, you got to buy 10 bags. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And they know it. They know it. I know they do. Parading Kamala Harris out there. Can't even, oh, uh, well, you don't, people shouldn't have guns that kill people. What the fuck are you so gun for? I, I, let's move on. I, I, I got to talk about Elon Musk on Twitter. I know this sounds like a rant. I, you know, I hate just coming on here ranting, right? But I got to give this information out and make people aware of it because look, people will say to me, even conservatives, well, you know, the jobs are up. No, they're not. Nothing is true from this administration. It's spin. It's junk. 
It's junk food for the mind. They sit on the CNN and these evening news, and they talk about how great the jobs numbers are, and I go, it's not even close to being great. Those are all jobs that were created by Donald Trump that were vacated during the COVID years. You got to match it. You got to look at the labor pool and see how many people are actually working. And everybody's half-assed working, working four days, and they call in four days sick for COVID. Oh, unemployment, all-time low. Yeah, because it's been so long now, nobody can claim unemployment. All the unemployment people are out of the system now. That's not a reflection of the economy. Look at the market. Companies are making more money than ever. Then why is their price-to-earning ratio in the shit? Why is the bond market so going crazy? Because they got to borrow money now just to survive. You could, you, I got to tell you, the, the collapse is coming. Real estate's going to take a dump when all the money come out of the market can't flow anymore. The bond market's going crazy. Interest rates are going to go through the roof. You watch. And that real estate market's going to go... You're going to be borrowing money at 12% to buy a home loan. That's the end of the American dream, which ran so well since the Reagan years. Well, let's talk about Musk, because that's a story, too, for a lot of reasons. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Elon Musk gave up on Twitter. <laughs> a lot of people expected. A lot of people predicted. A lot of people think that there was some wild conspiracy theory that he just wanted to destroy Twitter. They just wanted to find out how many bots there were on the thing. There's more to it. Elon Musk is a very wealthy man. Tesla, space exploration, all kinds of industries that he's into, and he has a lot of money. And he has the deep pockets to do it, to buy Twitter. He made a legitimate offer. He wanted to buy Twitter. No question in my mind. No billionaire puts up $44 billion to make a purchase just to find out something. No, it doesn't happen. 
or to destroy a company. No, that doesn't, it just doesn't happen. The realities of large scale purchasing and moving money around, it's not possible because you have to have a lot of people loan you the money and there has to be a certain sense of collateral, a certain sense of ability to pay back. No, what happened is exactly what happened. Elon Musk made an offer for Twitter and Twitter reneged on its ability to tell him what the company was worth. Part of that is determining how many accounts are legitimate. Look, if you are a businessman and you own Twitter, how does Twitter make money? It makes money by people advertising their product. You go to a company that makes widgets and you say, hey, I've got all these people who are going to see your ad, these 44 million people or whatever, and if you spend a certain amount of money, you'll get access to those people. That's how advertising works. And you as a widget guy, well, okay, if I put an ad there, and I spend, I don't know, $100,000 and I'm getting access to $44 billion, 44 billion people, potential customers, then it's worth it. But if those customers aren't there, if they're fake accounts, if they're spam bots, then the money that you spend is being advertising to empty air. It's not advertising to real people who will spend money on your product. And usually that happens and affects your revenues if you're Twitter when the customer spends $100,000 on an advertising block and only gets a response of 50 people. And then they go, well, wait a second. My ad is a good ad. Everyone talks about it. I, I put 50, if I put that much advertising out on NBC or ABC, I get 20,000 people buying widgets. Because you can track it. I track, how, I track what cities people are, are listening to the show from. There are all kinds of metrics available to find out where your money is being well spent. And then when you put money on Twitter and only 20 people buy your widget, you go, uh-oh, something's not right. And then they cancel the revenues. They stop, paying money. they stop doing ads on Twitter. So Elon Musk sees this and has seen the revenue streams of Twitter, but they wouldn't divulge how many people were bots. They wouldn't allow Elon Musk access to proper verifiable data of what are fake accounts and what are real accounts. Not to mention the fact that there are many real accounts that are run by people who are actually behind the screen. For instance, there are a lot of celebrities that have people they just hire to put a tweet out or to run their social media accounts. Those are not going to be customers for your widgets. And he wanted information on that. And Twitter has metrics that can track it. And when they didn't provide it, he said, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not going to spend $44 billion on a product that's only worth 22. That's a perfectly legitimate reason to back out of a deal if you're not honest and straightforward. One of the things that you do in large company transactions is you view the books. Well, okay, let's see. Because you can't view the books unless you make an offer. And they weren't forthcoming. Now there's a whole bunch of lawsuits. But I got to tell you, Twitter is on the bad end of this. Because Monday morning, today, you're going to see a collapse in the futures of Twitter. Everyone was banking on Elon Musk making that a platform of free speech. And that's why all of these accounts suddenly came alive when he bought it. That's why Twitter suddenly jumped in its revenues. Everyone wanted that. That's what everyone wants in any social media company. Freedom of access, freedom of information. It's one of the reasons why we have social media companies like Gab and Parler and all these other places, MeWe and Truth. It's because that's what people want. They want to be able to speak freely. And they can't on Twitter. 
They can't on Facebook. That's why their revenues are suffering. And that's the main reason why revenues jumped at, at Twitter. Elon Musk is going to bring real truth to Twitter. And Twitter has a huge amount of people, despite the amount of fake accounts that may, may or may not be there. There are an enormous amount of people that use Twitter. It is the social media forum of the age, despite all the fake accounts. That is, but it, it, it's BS that he tried to do it just to find out. That's, that, that's nonsense. That's utter nonsense. No, the deal sucked. And Elon Musk got it, especially when you consider the fact not more than a month ago, Elon Musk was saying, well, I'm going to have to lay people off. We're, we're heading into another recession. Look, he's about to spend $44 billion on a fake company that may be. When we're, on, when we're going into an age where there's a possibility that Tesla cars themselves might not sell. He's facing also more competition from other automobile manufacturers that are jumping on the electric vehicle bandwagon. You know, even if they make a dent, a few a few percent for GM and all these other manufacturers, it's going to affect his revenues in a negatively. So he's probably made a financial decision. That's all this is. It's not any kind of swindle or conspiracy theory. I don't believe that for a second. And I told you when Elon Musk bought this thing, or at least made a tender offer, I said, you know, he might not go through with it because... We all know how many fake accounts are. I mean, you could, look, if you go on Twitter and you do any kind of real analysis, right? You'll find that there are a lot of celebrity and liberal accounts that tweet out exactly the same thing. And they're not retweeting out what the original person said. They're all doing it all within a few minutes of each other. And they're using the exact same words. It's clear that there is a machine, a liberal army out there that is putting out ideas and thoughts for public consumption. That is going to affect revenues. You don't see it as much with conservative, but I'm sure it exists. But they use it as a method to alter the perception of reality. Remember, Twitter is only a few percentage points of people out there. I mean, even if you have 44 million people using it or whatever they say it is, there's over 6 billion people on the planet. The majority of the planet doesn't use Twitter. That's all going to factor in the decision. It's, it's a tool that I use, but I'm no longer going to count on it because I never know now. Now, because Musk is back, I'm, I'm never going to be able to, to use it with any kind of reliability. And I, you, if people who follow this show, follow my social media account, I never say the kind of things that are out there that would get ordinarily get me banned. I, you know what? I just came off a 72-hour ban on Facebook. Do you know why? Because the FBI said, we're looking for this guy. Here is his picture, and here is his social media pictures. The pictures that I posted were right off the FBI most wanted list. And I just posted them. This is what the kid looks like. I, got to say, I was promoting hate speech, promoting violence. How? How is posting a picture promoting violence? That's why these companies are going downhill financially. That's why they're becoming less relevant. And it's like, well, I never understood why people think Twitter is relevant. I, I really don't. I don't care. I don't care how many people yell and scream at me on Twitter. You know, people get, say something stupid and they make their account private. Why? I sit back with a whiskey and I laugh at people. 
I've always said, if I ever say anything that is so controversial that it creates a hysteria, that people are showing up outside my door, like you see, like some of these Karens, and they start demanding me go off the air, stop doing your show. I would come out and say, okay, I'm going to make an, a, a press conference. And I have all the, 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 the news people there. And I'd come out and I'd say to say, I'm not going to apologize. And furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. I don't know why these people apologize. Wait, who cares what people think? You do what you do and you believe in what you do. It shouldn't matter what anybody thinks of you. Let's move on. I want to talk about another ridiculous situation in New York involving a bodega owner. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, if you've ever been in New York, a lot of urban centers have these. Bodegas. You don't know what a bodega is. It's these like little, I mean, we used to call them newsstands when I was a kid, but they're different now. They're basically a place where you could pick up anything from a pack of gum to a newspaper to a magazine. Uh, I don't know, all kinds of little odds and ends. And they're on a lot of street corners in New York because people live, you know, in the apartment building above and they come down, I just need a, a pack of Tums or a Pepto-Bismol and you can get it. It's one of the great things about New York City is that you can get anything at any hour. I loved it. I loved the urban feel of that. I remember in an apartment in New York, you could hear the street going on down below and sometimes if you were on a high floor like 17th or 20th, you could see out into the city and you could see like the fog coming off the New York Harbor and sometimes the buildings would you could see the buildings, but you couldn't hear the, you couldn't see what was below and you could hear it though. I miss New York. I really do. It's behind enemy lines now and it's not safe. It's like when it was in the seventies, when my family fled New York, you can't walk the streets because the leadership is not enforcing the law. These bodegas are usually one man, two man operations at most. Not, this is not a big income, okay? This is a survival, in New York especially, this is a survival level income. You go in and you work ridiculous hours. You're in this little plastic bulletproof cubicle 
in most cases. It used to be there were newsstands and they were out in the street and the guy would just unlock the door and lift the door up and he was open for business. It's not, not, not like that anymore. They're isolated in these little plastic boxes because so many assholes do things to them. In this particular case, a man by the name of Jose Alba owned this bodega. And these guys have video cameras now because they have to protect themselves against theft and shoplifting and all the other crazy things that go on in the, in the streets of a major city. And there was a disagreement about whether the card would be accepted at the bodega. They take now credit card, you know, you slide your card through, you pay your $2 or whatever it is for a pack of gum. And this guy and this woman were in there buying something and the card didn't go through. And it was an argument as always right and you and you, you don't want to pick a fight you know he did the guy didn't try and say well why don't you just go put some money in your account or some asshole comment no no he's tried to like no i listen i can't accept it if your card doesn't accept it you have cash i accept anyway push came to shove and the guy attacked the bodega owner right there in the bodega and it was all on camera pushing shoving punching the guy's 61 years old and he looks about 70, right? Not, not the picture of manhood. He's at the end heading down, so to speak. The guy attacking him was much larger, much stronger, much younger. Jose Alba takes out what looks like a pen knife. I mean, we're not talking about like that, what is that Australian movie? Oh, that's a knife. Nothing like that. He takes out a pen knife, essentially, and fights the guy off, takes the knife, brings it across his neck, and sure enough, splits his throat open and kills him. That's what happens. Girlfriend was there with some struggle. She got stabbed, but she's okay. The police came and arrested him, Jose Alba, for defending himself from an assault because New York law, and I looked it up, says you're not allowed to use lethal force against a non-lethal force. That his life wasn't in threatened because the criminal that attacked him wasn't armed with a gun or a knife or something like that or was it, and I was like, when, when, when did that happen? Now here, if it would happen here in Arizona, they wouldn't have even arrested the guy, all right? It happens all the time. We're an armed society in Arizona. We don't fuck around here. I've seen it happen. I've Literally, I've seen it happen. Guy robs a store like a Walmart, makes a foolish mistake. Robs a Walmart in broad daylight in Phoenix, Arizona. The guy steps out and half a dozen people open up on him. Nobody gets arrested. Cops in the attitude here is, take your life in your hands when you try and rob somebody. And, and these are people that try to rob stores that may be unarmed too. We don't fool around, all right? You're in commission of a felony. Somebody uses a weapon or in self-defense, you're done. New York's a little different. Their laws are a little different. Okay. Different city, different laws. But it was clearly an act of self-defense. They put him in Rikers Island. They arrested him for that. The guy who got killed has a rap sheet that looks like Al Capone's which is another problem. Why is a seven-time felon out on the street, right? That's why, I mean, this guy's a lifetime of crime. If it wasn't Jose Alba, it would have been somebody else. It would only be a matter of time. 
And you know what? When people have that kind of a criminal rap sheet, it's only a matter of time before they end up on the wrong side of a morgue slab too. They resist arrest, pull a knife, pull a gun, try to rob somebody, goes badly, there's a struggle for a gun, end up dead. If it didn't happen now, would it happen sooner or later? Not that that's justification for it, but it's self-defense. I don't care if the guy was just fist fighting. He has a right to defend himself with lethal force if necessary. And he was necessary. He was attacked in a three by five cubicle by a guy twice his size. And he used a pen knife, which is the only weapon he had on him to defend himself. And he did, this, he did what any reasonable person would do when you defend yourself. That's what you do. You use a knife on, on somebody. You can stick him in the chest, but might, you could still get beaten to death. You just cut his throat. That's what you do right here. All you got to do is stick a knife in here like this and pull. That's it. It's all over. You only last a couple minutes. You just bleed out, which is what happened. Self-defense is now a crime in New York City. And this is, this is a, a situation that has been going on in New York City for as long as I can remember. I remember the Bernie Getz story. I don't know if you remember this. If you're old enough to remember it. You can look it up. Bernie Getz was on a subway. And he had armed himself, legally. A couple guys came up to him and said, Hey, can you loan me some money? That's what the story was in court. But what happens in reality is four tops are standing around you, standing over you. And usually they have something on them, like tools or something, like a screwdriver or a hammer. And they say, well, this wasn't a weapon. This was, I'm a carpenter. I'm with a union. And I was on my way to work and I was just borrowing money. But we all know what it really means. If you don't give me the money, you're going to end up beaten up maimed or maybe even killed. And so Bernie Getz pulls his weapon, says back off and shoots him. And they arrested Bernie Getz and a jury let them go. And it was a big scandal. And they claimed they only had a screwdriver on. Was it what they used to do? They sharpened the screwdriver. You just sharpen it a little bit and you keep it in your pocket. And then you can always say to the cop, oh no, I'm an electrician. I'm on my way to work. Or some shitty story like that. And then they can't say you had a lethal weapon on you. New York has been dealing with these kind of thugs for a long time. And it has nothing to do with skin color or anything else. It has to do with a, a permissive society. With a permissive DA. With laws that were written by people who wanted criminals on the streets. Because, oh, everyone, it's so unfair for them in society. They, can't, they just need bread so they can feed their wife and kids. Yeah, well, there's, there's, what is it, 13 million people in New York City and 13 million people aren't stealing to feed their wife and kids. They go out and they get a job and they do what they can. And if it doesn't work out for them in New York City, they move to a city where there are more opportunities. That's the law. So I don't want to hear anymore, well, he didn't have a lethal weapon. In my mind, it doesn't make any difference. You get attacked and you get mugged. You have a right to defend yourself. And really, when you study the Constitution and the essence of the Second Amendment, when you realize what they were doing with the Second Amendment, is the right to keep and bear arms. It makes no mention of guns, the Second Amendment. It's the right to defend oneself with lethal force if necessary. 
They did never intended, the framers of our Constitution never intended for these police forces and armies to exist. They meant for the average citizen to be able to defend themselves and be called upon by the government in the case of a national emergency, such as wartime. That was the intent of the Second Amendment. And under the Second Amendment, Jose Alba's not guilty. He has a right to keep and bear arms, the penknife. And therefore, the right to keep and bear arms also carries within that the idea that you have a right to use it. That was recently upheld by the New York court here and, and then eventually the Supreme Court with both the Heller Amendment and the recent case where they said they can't prevent someone from owning a gun simply because we don't have a reason to. So I don't want to hear anymore. They had to post a 50,000 bond to get them out of Rikers. Thank God somebody came forward with the money or were able to gather enough money. And I got news from Mr. Alba. No jury in the world will convict you. And it will be a huge problem. Just as it was with Bernie Getz. Because I remember the whole Bernie Getz game. The jury wouldn't convict him. And the federal government said, well, civil rights, how they do it. The miscarriage of justice in our urban centers, the permissive society and our permissive DAs are the problem. We need to move on. I got to talk about Shinzo Abe. They killed him. They assassinated him. Happened right during when our Friday taping. We'll be right back. Japan. Not much goes on Japan that affects world news. I had just finished taping Friday night show. And I get news feeds. I don't go by the mainstream news for my news. Sometimes I turn it on to get, you know, what so-and-so's thoughts are on it because I'm curious. Maybe I missed something or something. Never do. I'm watching the news. I, I see my feeds come up. Shinzo Abe. Right-wing, hardline, Japanese former prime minister by only, what, a few months. He's just left office. He's given a speech. And somebody blows him away with a shotgun in Japan, which has ridiculous. If you think gun laws are ridiculous in Highland Park or other places in this country or South Africa, as I just mentioned, they're ridiculous. In Japan, shouldn't even exist. Getting a weapon even in there. It's difficult. Still killed somebody. Still happened. Guy with a homemade shotgun. 41-year-old guy says, I don't like Abi anymore, and stands up and shoots him. I watch the films. They're not showing him anywhere. The American news media is not covering this story. It's a huge story, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I saw the assassination. It's horrible. Guy had a shotgun. Abe is given a speech. He's literally holding his hand up, you know, like a finger, like talking to the audience, like da, ba, 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 and a shot goes off, and there's like a puff of smoke. You can't hear anything because it's silenced, and everybody in the crowd ducks. Abe just stands there with his finger in place, frozen in place. He was killed instantly. I don't care what they say. Literally, he's frozen in place. He like nothing, like same look on his face. And then a second shot goes off and he crumples to the ground. And of course, everybody runs and grabs the guy and, and whatnot. It's horrible. 
There's an issue about why and whatnot. The 41-year-old guy who, who killed him said, I just don't like Abi anymore. I didn't like his policies. That's bullshit. Three days before an election in which the conservative party is largely scattered and un in, there were some issues with the party in Japan that was the ruling party had a partnership with a, a moderate party to control the, the parliament, had recently replaced Abe uh, with another conservative leader. All of a sudden, they come together and boom, slam dunk and huge win in the election. First, when I first heard that Abe had been killed, because he, one of the big tenets that what Abe has been doing in Japan was promoting the idea of the militarization of Japan going away from the 1945 agreement that the United States helped build in Japan after the, after the end of World War II. One of the things in the, in the Constitution that was helped build by the United States was largely a pacifist Constitution where they didn't really have a military anymore. And that as a result, Japan became an isolationist society. Abe says, time's passed. We, we need to militarize again. We need to build aircraft carriers. We need to build troops, blah, 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 blah. And he'd been pushing for it really hard. When I first heard that he got assassinated, I was like, well, because he was, he'd been working with the new government to go away from the U.S.-led pacifist constitution that they had. My attitude was, okay, they want to get rid of Abe because he is promoting this idea and they don't want to militarize Japan. And my first attitude was, well, all the, the fingerprints of China and NOCO are in this, right? I mean, the guy... In Japan, is, which is unheard of. I mean, it's shocking in Japan, something like this to happen. Then I thought about it, and I thought, three days before the election? That's a little odd. The timing's a little odd. And all of a sudden, the, the, the squalor that was in the... All ended. And the conservative with the moderate have combined forces and are now talking about rebuilding Japan's military, which, which I think is a good idea. I mean, countries should defend themselves. The days of World War II, and that's all over, okay? The United States is not the world's policeman. We should not have all kinds of military forces. Japan is perfectly capable of defending their own territory, just as Germany is, just as France is, and just as England is. We shouldn't even be in NATO. You know where I am. I, I'm isolationist. We should go back to Woodrow Wilson's pre-World pre War II foreign policy insofar as stop engaging in world politics and stop getting into wars and start focusing on South and Central America and building them as free republics, just as we are. That was our policy up until World War II. Even FDR had his problems getting us into war. It wasn't until Pearl Harbor that the United States finally forego its isolationist policies. We were a farmer nation. I think we should get back to it. And one of the steps is other nations have to arm themselves because that, that's been the main reason why the United States is everywhere. Because the attitude is, we, well, they can't stand up to Russia, right? But that's always been a, that's been a false narrative. We know that now because of Ukraine. Ukraine took a lot of Russia's power. They had a lot of manpower, a lot of air power, a lot of sea power, a lot of guns, missiles, and they are struggling. Oh, they're going to win. No question about that. I don't care what Ukraine and Zelensky says. They're going to win. Russia really has won that war. They've seized all the territories that they want, and they're now just trying to get Ukraine to, to knuckle under. They're in the occupation phase. But think about it. With all the deaths and all those tanks blowing up and all those Russians dying and all those generals and all those people and, and the chaos, that was just Ukraine. Do you really think, after seeing the performance of the Russian military 
in Ukraine, do you think that they could actually man up and invade England or France or Germany, even by themselves, without the U.S. help? I doubt it. I doubt it. So Japan, Germany, Italy, France, England, perfectly capable of defending themselves, especially if they buy U.S. technology and we help it along. We don't need everywhere all at once military. We should be focused on defending the United States on two fronts. We can't even defend one front right now. And real threats like China, which can do a lot of damage, we're not paying attention to. So when I, when I saw this Abe assassination, I said, well, what, what is the, what's going on here? Why was he killed? And there's still a lot of questions. Was it to unify the conservative party or was it a shot to prevent Japan from building its own military? It's up in the air. I don't know enough about the intricacies of Japanese politics. And believe me when I tell you, that country with its intricacies, it's like a, a woven tapestry. There are so many factors in place. I can't really tell. And I don't think that a militarized Japan is in the interests of North Korea or China. So what was the reasoning, right? Because I don't believe that story about the, some guy just walked up and with a, with putting, going to that effort of homemaking a shotgun and putting himself at risk in that manner, in that fashion, doing it just because I don't like the guy anymore. Uh, his policies haven't been very helpful. I, I, no, there's more to it than that. Because they haven't talked about mental infirmity. They haven't talked about extremist points of view that the guy had posted on social media. There's nothing. I mean, it's such a closed society, right? They still arre they arrest people for people that libel each other on Facebook and, and Twitter. So it's like, what, what really is going on there? Maybe, we'll probably never know. We got to talk about one more thing before we wrap up the show. We got to talk about a new... I was going to talk about the Sri Lankan revolution, but I think I'll save that for tomorrow. I want to talk about a new camera law here in Arizona, and it's plainly unconstitutional. And of course, once again, I call them out and the, and the conservatives are all on me and complaining about it. We'll be right back. So they have a new camera law in Arizona. I shouldn't say camera law, uh, photography law, cell phone video law. Here's how it works. You're not allowed to f photograph, film, record within eight feet any police officer on the course of his duty. In other words, there's a, there's a pro there's, what goes on typically is, is somebody commits a crime, right? And the police jump all over the guy. And there's always somebody right there with the cell phone. And then, of course, the video goes out in the media and the cops are painted as evil people. And so Doug Ducey, the Republican governor and the Republican legislature, thought, what a good idea it would be to censor people, limit people. You can't come in closer than eight feet. Well, wait a second. There's already a law that you can't interfere with police operations. In other words, if somebody's getting arrested and you try and stop the police, that's against the law. If you get in the way in any way, you could be cited, could be charged with a crime. It's perfectly reasonable. 
right? You're not allowed to interfere with a police investigation. You're not allowed to interfere with a police arrest or a police carrying out their job. That's perfectly acceptable. It'll work great for years. All of a sudden, now you can't stand within eight feet of a police officer and film something. First of all, it's an unconstitutional law. It's freedom of speech issue. You can't, it's a public act. When a police officer arrests somebody, that's an act that's in public, right? Anything that goes on in the public is for public consumption. You're allowed to photograph, you're allowed to film anything that goes on in the public, anything outside your door. What you can't do is go in somebody else's house. It's peeping Tom laws. That's the accepted constitutional standard and the Republicans just ignored it. And the attitude is, well, they got to be eight feet. They, they can still film it. They just got to be eight feet. Well, it's a redundant law then, first of all. It's a waste of everybody time and taxpayer money. And the second issue is you can't tell them if they're not interfering with people that they have to stand eight feet because then the argument will always be how far were you standing, right? Cop can always say, I was, you were less than eight feet. And the guy says, oh, I was eight feet away. And then it becomes a court case. Then you have the police uh, have the ability to arrest people who are simply photographing or filming some of their actions. It's a damage to the transparency and the authority of the police department. I don't know why the police department supported it. The last thing you want to do is appear less truthful and less transparent to the people that are saying that you are less truthful and less transparent. And of course, I, when I say these things, you know what you're talking about. I, rem I remember when... The Arizona legislature, I think it was SB 47, State Bill 47, when they tried to ban gay marriage in this state. And I go, you guys are going to set yourself up for failure. You're going to end up getting the reversal of DACA because this thing is going to wind through the courts and the Constitution is going to get in your way and the Supreme Court is going to rule against you. And in doing so, you're going to empower gay marriage, the very thing that you don't want. And I'm not making my personal opinion. I'm just saying the Republican Party was stood against gay marriage here in Arizona. I said, you, you're working against yourself. You shouldn't bring this crate to, first of all, DACA is unconstitutional. Even though I, I've said that several times. I knew that. Clinton's DACA executive, sorry, that, that's illegal. That's Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA. That was it, not DACA, DOMA. They always, all these government anagrams driving me through the roof. And I always said Clinton's DOMA was unconstitutional, but it never got challenged. It was never in a situation where the case came. And Arizona handed it on a gift platter. This is why I get upset with the legislature. They do constant stupid things like this. They've now handed a, a case into the hands of the liberals, which will allow them to make all kinds of new standards on photographing police officers and filming police actions. It's... It, it's mind-boggling, and I get frustrated with my own party here in Arizona. It's like what's going on in the primary with Kat, uh, Carrie Lake and, and Robson, who's the, the Ducey-supported candidate, and, and Lake, who's the Trump-supported candidate. You've just conflicted the, the party. You're forcing the average voter to divide itself into Lake camps and Robson camps, and essentially what will happen is one of them is going to get nominated – and the other group will be, un, will be hurt and offended and won't go out to vote and you'll get a Democrat governor. I saw this happen with cinema. And then again with Kelly. It's going to happen again now with the governor. We're going to get, get used to a Democrat governor in Arizona, shockingly. I, we have no real leadership here. And this is a perfect example. And, and Doug Ducey should never sign this bill. 
No, it's a violation of the First Amendment, and it's a violation of freedom of speech. And worse, it's going to make our police look even worse. It's not a good bill. They just get blinders on them about how the real world works. you got to understand, I don't care how conservative you are, and everyone knows where I'm at, you have to understand that there are going to be people in this country that aren't going to agree with what you have and we're going to want to live in a different way and you have to live with that. I don't like the fact that California is going to have open abortions, but I'm willing to live with it because I know there are people that feel differently about the issue. There are people that feel differently about a lot of things. And that's why we have difference in states and different localities. You have to learn to live and let live within reason. Each side is just polarizing itself so much. And then they're all thinking that if we just elect this bunch, everything, all these problems will go away. And it won't. If you, if you think that electing a new leadership in, in Congress or the presidency is somehow going to make your life better or, or ma more magical in some way, you're out of your fucking mind. Both sides are against you, man. What you have to do is side on the side of a principle. My attitude is side on the principle of the Constitution where the framers intended. Everyone live in their own way with as little laws from the federal government as possible. And I focus every decision on an issue based on that. And our leaders, our politicians don't do that. They do it on politics and what will empower them and what will give the party more influence. And I suppose there's an argument to be made for that. The bottom line is, though, that law is a bad law, and it's sure to be shot down, and it's going to open the door for all kinds of rules and laws about filming police that we don't want. We're out of time. Again, my throat is raw. I hope you enjoyed the show. By the way, we're starting to roll out the new marketing. We're, um, we're one of the most banned podcasts on social media. That's how we're going to market the show for the next six months, which is true. I can't, I can't turn around. I can't take a piss without having to ask permission from, from these social media companies. And frankly, that's the way most independent media is drives their business. So let's, let's turn a negative into a positive. That's why, you know, I have that warning in the beginning of the show. Liberals and little children just don't watch the show. Please don't. Just please do me a favor. You won't like it. <laughs> we're out of time for today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget, $2 donation gets you the entire podcast emailed to your box every time we do one, five days a week. You also get access to the Friday show. If you donate more, you get more. Details are at libertyneversleeps.com. Take care, folks. Have a good one.